pretty simple three words. But as we're going to find out, some of, the, some of the most significant words and one of the most significant concepts and thoughts ever to enter this world. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Now this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until he, she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. May the Lord add blessing and understanding to the reading of his holy word this morning. Well, church, we've come to the season of Advent. The four Sundays in the church year in which we anticipate we look forward to, we prepare for the arrival of the Christ child, the long-awaited Messiah. It is appropriate and it is fitting that we take these Sundays and we look closely at the story and the characters that make this season so meaningful. On each of these Sundays, we will look closely at the plan of God unfolding as Jesus arrives in our world. Advent preaching will never be the same for me after last year. Because last year, about this time of the year, I said to your trustees board, tell you what, I have a series of messages for the Advent season on the subject of hope. How about I share them with the congregation and we'll see what happens. And here we are. We need to look at the meaning of this name, Emmanuel. Say that, Emmanuel. The name that was to be given to Messiah, friends, was spoken by the prophet Isaiah years and years before 
chapter 7 of Isaiah, and verse 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself, say that, the Lord himself, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Note that the scripture then defines Emmanuel for us. It means God with us. And friends, this is going to be the overreaching theme of our Advent services throughout the Christmas season. We celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, because as we will learn, God has come to be with us in the form of the baby of Bethlehem. Think about the ramifications of the idea of God coming to be with us. It shows how low God bent down to save man. He added the nature of one of his own creatures to his own divine nature, accepting the weaknesses, the frailties, and the dependency that the created creature depends on. It shows what a great miracle it was that God could add a human nature to his own nature and still remain God. It shows how compatibility between the unfallen human nature and the divine nature, that, that the two could be joined in the person of Jesus. And it shows us, once again, that we truly are made in the image of God. It shows that we can come to him. If he has come to us, then we can come to him. Then, if Jesus Christ be God with us, let us come to God without any question or any hesitancy. Whoever you may be, you need no in-between to introduce you to God. You need no intercessor. You do not need a mediator to come to God, for God has introduced himself directly to you through the person of his son Jesus, the baby of Bethlehem. God with us. What a concept to bring peace and joy into our lives. I believe that the idea that God cared so much for you and me that he sent Jesus, his only begotten son, to save us from our sins, Emmanuel, God with us. Let's take a look at this passage that we read from the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew. We read starting in verse 18 about the visitation and message of an angel of the Lord to this man, Joseph. We find that this message from the angel came to Joseph in a dream in the period of time in his relationship with Mary called the betrothal. It's interesting. In the Jewish culture, it was a year period of time between 
the engagement and the actual marriage. There was an official aspect to it that would make it more than engagement, but not the completion of the marriage that we would consider in a wedding today, a one-year period of time. Doesn't sound like a bad idea to get used to each other, but... <laughs> we see that Mary was pregnant, miraculously by the Holy Spirit of God. We will explore this and the angels visit an announcement to Mary in another message in this series. So, in looking at our text, the first thing I want to point out is that the angel of the Lord begins his message to Joseph by saying, do not be afraid. Mm. Mm. Mike, you want to bring this mic down just a touch? I got a little, got a little ring. Do not be afraid. Say that. Do not be afraid. In each of these four sermons during Advent, and the characters that are portrayed in these passages, the angel starts the message the same way. Do not be afraid. I find that significant. Luke 1.13 But the angel said to Zechariah, Do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call his name John. We remember the beautiful story of Zach and Liz. Come on, Zachariah and Elizabeth. Luke 1, 29. Mary was greatly troubled at the words of the angel and wondered what kind of greeting this might be, but the angel said to her, Do not be afraid! Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Luke 2, 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping their watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were what? They were terrified, it says. <laughs> but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Joy sounds like the opposite of afraid to me. Friends, a key benefit of the coming of Jesus is so that we will not have to fear. God is illustrating that mercy, grace, and love has come to our world in the flesh. Salvation has come to our world in the flesh, in the, in, in the, in the face of the baby boy of Bethlehem. God with us. Mercy has come. Grace has come. Love has come. So that we no longer have to be afraid. Continuing in verse 20. Take Mary home as your wife, 
Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. The message to Joseph gives explanation and clarity to the situation. And I might add here, and I didn't put it in my notes, many times, God takes our confused thoughts, our confused minds, and he clears them up. He clears them up. I want us to take this in. Do not be afraid. Take her as your wife. Because God is with us. He has come. And he has chosen Mary and chosen you, Joseph, to be the earthly parents of this child. I love how God gives a clear message here that comes with some instruction. Don't be afraid. Take Mary as your wife. I've said to you that when God gives vision, God also gives method and instruction. When God gives vision, he will give you, listen, he will give you what you need to carry forth the vision that he has given you. I love that. You're not just out there on your own. What a blessing it is in our lives to be led by God through his Holy Spirit. He speaks, and if our spiritual ears are tuned into him, he speaks clearly. Joseph heard the angel's words in a dream, and the message was clear, wasn't it? It cleared up the current situation, and it gave, and it gave clarity to the days to come, to what God's plan looked like. Look at verse 21. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. This, friends, is the gender reveal party. <laughs> Folks make a big deal out of the gender reveal thing these days. But wow, what a reveal this is to Joseph. What a reveal! Not even, not even a balloon that pops and blows blue smoke all over the place. Reveal. Reveal. <laughs> the child will be a boy. These words always leap into the hearts of future dads, a baby boy. It's always been so special, so life-altering. But in this case, not only a boy, the boy. The boy. The boy named Jesus, who will grow up as the master teacher, the one who walked on water, the one who calmed the raging sea, who healed the multiple hopeless people and taught a new and amazing line of thinking that would change the world. That's the boy we're talking about. The boy who would live a perfect sinless life, die a brutal death, and rise again in victory over sin. That's the boy we're talking about. Joseph begins to see God's plan unfolding in front of his eyes. 
What do you think he thought? And now, continuing to verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. Don't fly over this part of the verse, friends. He did. Say did. Did he argue? Did he come up with an excuse? Did he, did he sit and think about it for a while? Did he ponder it for a few days? Did I hear this right? Am I really supposed to move forward with what I just heard in this plan? No, he did. Say did. No, he did. He did. I find that absolutely stunning. No argument. No. No. Is this logical? Huh? Joseph woke up and did what the angel of the Lord had commanded and took this sweet young lady Mary home as his wife. When Joseph woke, he was immediately obedient. He was immediately obedient. This is powerful. Joseph heard the message, and his response was immediate and decisive. He was obedient. He was obedient. It is impossible for me to express how important obedience to God's voice is in the life of the believer. I said it's impossible for me to express how important obedience to God's voice is in the life of the believer. And as I pointed out earlier, he obeys without question. He obeys without argument. He just did it. He obeyed. Abraham made excuses and arguments. Moses made excuses and arguments why he couldn't follow the voice of God. Joseph just obeyed. Joseph just obeyed. The result, listen, the result of simple obedience to God's voice are always the same blessing, victory, and God's will accomplished on earth as it is in heaven. That's what obedience brings. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think we talked about that. How simple and yet how profound. This is the first of three occasions, three occasions when Joseph was spoken to, was visited by an angel, three occasions. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, verse 20, as we read. This is a first of three in which an angel appears to Joseph in each instance, 
the angel calls Joseph to action, and Joseph obeys. He had no speaking part. <laughs> Friends, I don't know if you know this, Matthew does not record one word that Joseph says. The Gospel of Matthew, we don't see a word that Joseph says. He's a, he's a silent partner. He's a silent participant, but an obedient one. Now, did he speak to Mary? Of course he spoke to Mary. Did he speak to, to his earthly son, Jesus, as he, as he taught him the trade of the carpenter? Of course he did. But what is pointed out here is simple and complete obedience. A couple of these places where he received the visitation of the angel in 2.13. The angel will tell Joseph to take the mother and child to Egypt to escape Herod's wrath. In 2.19, the angel will, at the death of Herod, tell Joseph to return to Israel. And then, in a fourth obedience, after being warned in a dream, it doesn't say an angel this time, it says Joseph returned to Galilee. In each instance, what did he do? What did he do? He obeyed. He obeyed. Joseph, a man whose simple obedience set the stage for the coming of the Messiah, the baby boy Jesus. God is with us. And we see that God truly was with Joseph. Joseph is obviously an important person in the story. The earthly father of Jesus, the dad of our Lord and Savior. It is interesting that there are no words of Joseph recorded in Scripture. He is truly the unsung hero of the story. He is truly the obedient servant. Don't argue with God, friend. Joseph is the obedient servant. God was with Joseph. He was with him as he received the message from the angel. God was with Joseph throughout the young life of the child Jesus. The steady guidance of the man Joseph is an important piece in the unfolding life of the boy Jesus. We know that Joseph takes Mary, great with child, to Bethlehem where the child is born. And Bethlehem, of course, is the city of David. We see even, listen, we see even prophecy fulfilled in the obedience of Joseph. Matthew 2, 13. We see Joseph again as the obedient servant, caring for Mary and the child. God was with Joseph, and he became the earthly protector of the boy Jesus as Mary his mother and Mary his mother as they went off to a protected place, a, a safe place in Egypt, according to the instruction of the angel. 
take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. And, and it said, I like this, here's the obedience again. So he got up and went. So he got up and went. You know, God, Egypt's pretty hot this time of the year. And those people, they're, they're just, just, I've just not encountered them to be very friendly. You, to Egypt? Really? Do you see that anywhere here? No, you don't. You see, so he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so it was fulfilled again. So it was fulfilled again what the prophet said, out of Egypt I have called my son. The, listen, the obedience of Joseph molds into what the prophets had said. Verse 19, after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph and said, get up, take the child and his mother, go back to the land of Israel for those who have been trying to take the child's life are dead. Verse 21, so he got up. Verse 20b does not say, do I really have to go back there? There's no verse 20b. You mean I got to go back there? You remember how hard it was? Do you, do you, do you remember how, how evil and horrible Herod was? He killed all the baby boys. Do you remember? God, really? Really? That's what the young folks say really? Huh? Huh? Instead, Joseph filled in. Got up. Got up and went. Now, God gives wisdom here to Joseph. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go to Judea. But having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So it was fulfilled again what was said by the prophet. He would be called a Nazarene. The obedience of Joseph fits in to what God had prophesied about his son Jesus. Hallelujah. Again, we see unquestioned obedience. And again, we see the plan of God fulfilled. Prophecy come to pass. Prophecy come to pass. God, could I be part of prophecy coming to pass in my life? We have talked, friends, through the months about positioning ourselves to be able to hear the voice of God. Positioning ourselves to be able to hear the voice of God. To be able to discern His will for our lives. God was with Joseph. 
it sounds like a simplistic statement. It, it sounds like an easy truth to discern here. Joseph had clearly kept himself positioned to hear the God who was with him. Joseph stayed in position. He, he, he kept his ears open. He kept his eyes open. And he kept in a position of obedience despite the pressure, and they were significant. Despite the pressures, Joseph followed obediently. That obedience took trust. It took an unwavering, unswerving, unshakable faith in God. So friend, how is your God with me life? Communion life in the presence of God. Joseph stayed centered in what the Lord had called him to do, to be an important part of the Christmas story, a vital character in the coming of Jesus to our world. Listen, listen, the story that God is writing in your life is a story that he sees way out ahead. I said, listen, the story that God is writing in your life is a story that he sees way out ahead. He is writing a story in your life that is for your good. You remember this iconic passage in Jeremiah? Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you. He's got plans for you. Don't, don't you doubt it for a minute. He's got plans for you. I don't care how old or young, how, how, how physically adept, how emotionally or intellectually adept you are. God's got a plan for your life. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God's plan, listen, God's plan is centered and focused on God with you. We've said God with us this morning. We've said God with Joseph this morning. I am saying now God with you. And God, listen, God with you has everything to do with your future. What a future lay ahead for Joseph. We see glimpses of the life of the young child, don't we? Glimpses. One of those glimpses is, seems he and Mary had misplaced Jesus one day. Right? Where'd he go? Rabbit trail. I believe it was Elizabeth. Or maybe maybe it was one of the boys. We were in a we were in a department store. It was Jeff. It was Jeff. We were in a department store. And we were we were walking among the clothing racks. And all of a sudden I hear, Where's Jeff? And there are those clothing racks, you know, some of them are round. And they got clothing hung all around. And the little guy was right there in the middle. Am I, am I right? Do I remember correctly? Where'd he go? Brought terror, terror 
into the hearts of mom and dad, not to mention big sister. We get these glimpses, and we, and we find out that what's Jesus up to? He's not hiding among the clothing of a department store. He's teaching the prophets and the elders in the, in the, in the synagogue. Of course, that's where he was. He's teaching Bible truth, deep Bible truth. Wouldn't you like to have heard that sermon, little guy? <laughs> we get these glimpses. See, see, see friends, one of, the, one of the problems we have is that we sometimes see these biblical characters as extra human, as outside of the context of humanity. I'm here to tell you these are people. These are people. And Joseph and Mary raised the boy Jesus. And we believe by everything we can tell that Joseph taught his, taught his boy the trade of, of the carpenter. Must have that been some pretty deep conversations around the dinner table. God is with you, my friend. He is directly connected to you. And, and, and not only is God with you, but that text that we just read from Jeremiah tells us that God is for you. He is not just with you, he is for you. He is on your side. Not only does he see and know the plans he has for you, but they are for your best. Listen, you are a link in the story of God bringing his kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. I say you are a link in that story. He is writing your story. He is writing your plan. He sees the best for you, and he is putting it out there. Now, I'm not a prosperity preacher, as you know, but I am a preacher who is here to tell you that God loves you, and he has the best in mind for you, and if you will walk with him, you will have everything you need to accomplish what he has called you to in this life. So are you going to argue with the burning bush or are you just going to get up and go? So are you going are, are to dispute what the angel in your life has to say or are you just going to get up and go? I say we ought to get up and go. Now last time I preached from this position, I told you I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out to be serious about your spirituality. Everything about being serious about who you are as a believer is looking out ahead. God, what do you have for me? God, what do you have for me? God, where are you leading me? Where are you guiding me? Give me vision. Vision. Without vision, the people perish. I say, if he has come to us, then we can come to him. If, if he has spoken to you, then you can speak to him. 
if he has put in your life vision and mission, you can trust him as you follow that in your life. How about this guy, Joseph? Wow. Just an unsung hero, just a guy, just a guy. Happened to spot a very pretty young lady. Good for him, right? Right? But he got up and went when God called him. Pray with me. Father, help us.